of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. On the Bechdel cast, the questions asked if movies have women in them. Are all their discussions just boyfriends and husbands, or do they have individualism? The patriarchy's effing vast. Start changing it with the Bechdel cast. Hi, welcome to the Bechdel cast. My name's Jamie. My name's Caitlin. And this is our podcast about how women are portrayed in movies. Hey, is it good? Usually no. Almost never. Almost never. But sometimes a movie surprises us and it's like, oh, it wasn't, it was like only 90% terrible, but like 10% okay yeah. in, in its portrayal of women. And then sometimes you're like, uh, I, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this happening. I'm tired of this world. I, why do we have to have this discussion? But we have to because someone has to. And, and then you just spiral and we you're just exhausted. We are heroes. You're right. Jesus fucking Christ, man. What an exhausting time to be alive. <laughs> Indeed. Well. But we're here to, I don't know, maybe bring some levity to anyone's life by... Yeah, sorry. Yeah, we're not, sp- <laughs> we're not supposed to be the bummer podcast. Who, who, yeah, we're a fun. We're a fun lift we're, up. We're fun. We're fun. We're fun. But sometimes we get pissed off and you just have to be okay with it. <laughs> it's an upsetting world. Yeah. We're allowed to have our feelings. Yeah. I haven't drinking a Mike's Heart in days. What's going on? Oh, shit. I know. I That's feel what's f- going on. I'm, yeah. I bought crystals. I'm pro- <gasps> we bought crystals. Yeah, we did. I bought like eight crystals. You bought a lot of crystals. <laughs> I didn't say anything while we were in the store because I was just like, no, she's into it. She's going for it. Well, I figured. Your first I have, crystals. I have a lot of uh, things that need 
addressed in my life, and I, mm-hmm. I bought a crystal for every issue. I bought crystals yesterday, and I was vibrating at a very high level. I walked for a total of three hours. I had a panic attack, but I was like, I'm just, I can't handle the energy of the crystals yet. Or maybe I should go back on my bipolar medication. Hard to say. Bought the crystals. Feel good about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, bought Picasso Jasper. I'm about to start writing the great American novel literally any second. <laughs> Literally any second. It's on the tip of my tongue. (laughs) I can't wait to read. We're so close. But yes, uh, we we bought crystals. Totally fine. We can deal with it. Shout out to all you crystal heads out here. We are become you. Yes. Yes. Uh, We are among you. And speaking of like crystally mysticism <laughs> Ooh, a segue. movie we're talking about but before we even do that let's introduce our guest she is the creator of act like a girl which is a podcast it's a live show it's a whole movement it's a movement Susie dunn hello welcome sorry i, I introduced you right as you were swallowing oh, I don't a care. gulp of water <laughs> also i have to say i just got given a bowl like a pipe that's completely a crystal. Whoa. Whoa. It's so pretty. So smoking so, out of it awesome. gives you mental clarity I guess. or something. It, yeah, that's like know, two for one. My heart, yeah. my brain. Chakras. Chakras. Yeah. So we're here to talk about the craft. Yes. Wait, what? the craft of screenwriting? The craft. Oh, the yeah. Craft. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, I do have a master's degree in it. I need I, to bring I it on. Oh, I wanted to open I'm it up. I'm so excited <laughs> that this floor. is getting brought up because you want to know what's exciting. Huh. There are still only three degrees between oh. us. Oh. Whoa. Oh. Well, now we're even. Now we're even. No, I'll, I'm give I'll give you one Caitlin's of mine. Take one of Caitlin's. Yeah. For just for the podcast. It. Yeah, I've never okay. used it. Okay, great. <laughs> Keep fine. it. Keep it. My dad will it. finally be proud of me. It'll be great. <laughs> so Who when... wants to make a dad proud, honestly? <laughs> That's so 20th century. Right. I'm yeah. over it. When did you first see this movie? What's your history with this movie? Oh, man. I mean, I feel like I saw this in my te- like teenage years. Mm-hmm. I was probably like 13 or 14. I think that's like the right age to see it for the first time. I wish I'd seen it then. Yeah. 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 I was obsessed with it immediately. I mean, it's it's not a it is a teen movie structurally, but it's also like not a teen movie. It's pretty scary. Yeah, there's some scary imagery. There's some pretty heavy topics. Uh, sexual I think it's assault. Good, though. Yeah, it's yeah. Racism. Yeah. I don't think I saw it until I was later teens or maybe even early twenties. I think I, I saw it for the first time in college. And then Jamie... I saw it at 3 a.m. last night. Yes. You've never <laughs> seen it before? Never seen it. Which wow. is weird. It's like a movie that I know if I had seen it at the right time, I would have been... Because I was really into witchy shit when uh-huh. I was a teenager and still kind of now. And, and, and it would. I mean, we just bought crystals. We just bought crystals. <laughs> Wait, did, what do you think? Well, I have a lot of thoughts. I loved the first half of the movie. Uh-huh. The second half of the movie, I, I didn't weird. like the second half. I didn't like the, the weird turn that it took in the second act but we'll, we'll get there yeah we'll get but there. in general i liked what they were going for uh, i'll do the recap <sighs> oh, of yes, the craft yes, yes. the recraft that doesn't make any sense oh, i loved it <sighs> thank you so much I like Jamie. It. <laughs> <laughs> so it centers uh on these four girls sarah nancy bonnie and rochelle Sarah's new to town. She just moved to L.A. from San Francisco. And she's, like, already kind of practicing witchcraft and magic. And these she Sarah hot. Sarah hot. 
Uh, all of them. All hot. of them. Hot. All of them are big. Yeah, it's it's a it's a very it's a hot movie. It's, yeah. There's hotness. There's a involved. lot of hot. No, not really any hot men to speak of. Um, I'm gonna go ahead oh. and say Skeet. Not his character. Who's Skeet? Skeet, Skeet Orlich. That's his hot. real name. Oh wait, who the the like the jock? Yeah, the the guy that yeah. His name is Skeet. His name is Skeet. Oh. Have you ever like heard the of short Skeet? term for masturbation? Like Skeet, uh, Skeet, Skeet, like Skeet, like <laughs> like Skeet, Skeet, motherfucker. Yeah, Skeet, Skeet, goddamn. Skeet, Skeet, motherfucker, Earl. Skeet, Skeet, goddamn. Ulrich. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's on Riverdale. This is all wild. I didn't know he was the guy from Riverdale. Yeah. Well, I guess he's hot. I, I find he's him hotter now, attractive. I think. Really? I think he's hotter now. I would agree he's hotter now. I didn't think yeah. he was hot in the craft. Yeah, I don't either. Well, is he hot be, in Riverdale? His, I think yes. His character is deplorable, so maybe that's why. Well, but I like that like this movie totally harkens us to discuss the male characters that way. Like in a way that generally yeah. you would discuss the female characters, right? Like mm. it's just like very easy to be like, well, he's hot, he's not. <laughs> yeah, and then we don't know anything about his character because yeah, he's it. not well developed Other than enough. that he's horrifying but we'll get yeah to that. we'll get there <laughs> so sarah's like hey you guys seem witchy i'm kind of witchy maybe we should all be friends and the other three girls are like yeah we need a fourth because they they have to have earth and fire and everyone wind. knows and then there's the rule of fours yeah the rule of fours they need a north south north, east yeah, west yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so they mm-hmm. sort of bring her into the group and sarah is the most talented of the witches so she's able to like introduce them to different spells and like hey wait a minute there's this racist girl Let's make her hair fall out. Wait a minute. There's this boy, Skeet. Well, I, well, Sarah, like, she's the best witch, but she knows the least. And then they, like, kind of teach her how to harness a little right, bit. Right, right, right. Yeah, she's, yeah. like, the least educated. Yeah. And so she I just think has that, raw talent. Yeah. Right. But then they sort of mold her and they mm. teach her how to cast the spells and then they work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, like, there's different people who they sort of want to cast spells on, either to punish them for being racist, i.e. Christine way, Taylor. All racist people should just go bald. Fuck Lauren Lizzie. Like, and that's letting them off the hook yeah. too easy. Right, yeah. right. Because some of them might look nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was like spoiled bald. You it know? was a weird. Like, her, like skin. Oh, I never scalp. even made that connection that maybe they were turning her into a skinhead. Because racists oh. sometimes are already bald by choice. Right. They're like. This is wonder, part of my. And then they were I like, wonder if the two aesthetic. white guys who wrote this movie thought that hard about it. I doubt it. I doubt it. But I said, but I like that. I but like then that. it's also interesting because even though, like, okay, yeah, that's great that they talk about racism and like show a racist character getting her come up and. But then like. They don't even give Rochelle a lot of validity as a character. Like, we never see her home life. The only time we see her home life. She's the only character we don't see the home life. Yeah, she's the only one. Like, we just see her front door. That's it. I mean, there's, I mean, the back half of this movie just is. And there's no other person of color besides her. Yeah, she is the only one I think you even see on screen at any point. Which is like, for a movie that takes place in Los Angeles, is like pretty ridiculous. Craziest thing. But right, so so, so yeah. she they punish these people. They punish, yeah, and then Skeet is like he spreads this rumor that like he and Sarah had sex even though they didn't. But then Sarah's like, well, I still want him to like me, so she casts a spell and <sighs> he sort of becomes obsessed tragic. with her. Yeah, and then um, Nancy, sort of like the head, Faruza in charge. Yeah, Dorothy Gale in the terrible movie Return to Oz. Oh, is that her? <sighs> yes, I still have not seen that. Her eyes, she's a cult figure. Yes. Oh my God, her oh, eyes are like so those eyes, that eyes. smile. Yeah, but she wants to sort of invoke the spirit of Manon, 
Yeah. Uh-huh, they, uh-huh. They, they worship a male god, which is kind of upsetting. It's right. Total bummer. He's within me. Manu. <laughs> That's like forty percent of this movie. It's like, like who's inside of you? Yeah. Anyways, so she like they cast this spell or whatever, do this ritual to have him be inside of Nancy, and then it turns her all right. evil. And then they have this big, they sort of duke it out at the end. Finally, Sarah triumphs because she's the good witch of the North. 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 <laughs> yep. <laughs> ah, she's literally, yeah. and then uh, is Nancy uh. the witch of the South? Am I? Oh, I don't. Wrong in saying it. She's not of the West. Um, but I can't I, remember who's who. I didn't even. I can't either. But I also think that they assigned the, them the wrong elements. Yeah, in my I opinion. was thinking that too. Because I think that Rochelle is definitely air. Okay. And Bonnie is definitely earth. And then this Neff is like Campbell. different than I think most people would think. But I think Sarah is fire and Nancy is water. Because huh. Nancy is more chaos and fire is like. I don't know, like more controlled and it's all like one thing, whereas water, like other things can exist in it and there can be like different kinds of chaos, whereas fire is just like all this. Anyway, mm. I think about these things no, a lot. I, I, I was just wondering, it's like, am I, like fire is am, I a, am I a fire? Am I a water? Am I a Samantha? Am I a Charlotte? I don't know. I am think I, you're Earth, well, what's your, what's right? your, what sign are you? Is it, what kind of sign is it? I'm a I'm Taurus. A what, well, that's Earth. You're an Earth sign. Okay. I'm a fire sign. I'm a fire sign. I guess I'm an Aries. Leo. Nice. Hell yeah. Earth. (laughs) Well, Earth, Sarah was Earth, right? Yeah. I think think that's what they assigned her to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah, She was Mother Earth. Yeah. 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 Right. 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 And and it's like, I guess I see that argument. I don't know. Yeah. I think, okay. So something I did find funny in this. Okay. So the big problem for me with this movie is the first half of it is all about these teenage goth adjacent misfits finding each other bonding there's a little bit of friction there's a little bit of click problems but ultimately it's people in high school finding people that they like and generally doing positive like or or not horrible things they make Mm -hmm. a racist go bald I think that's very cool. <laughs> yeah. You know, Nev Campbell gets healed of her scars Which, and is, by gets the way, confident. Ne- like, in this universe now, her doctor's being, like, written up about in medical journals for <laughs> curing her right. brain. She's so like, easily. I did this. Yeah. It, women well, lifting up women. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> women in STEM, even. Women in STEM. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> even though the women in STEM, in this case had nothing to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> women in magic. But she's, like, making yeah. major breakthroughs. <laughs> right, right. I mean, you know, it's about them coming together. And then the second half of the movie, they kind of sell out all the momentum made in the first half and just turn these characters against each other in a really brutal way. And and for me, the most frustrating part was, I mean, I guess we're to understand, you know, Nancy gets her wish, which is Manu, inside <laughs> of her. And she basically becomes a god who can read people's thoughts and fly and appear and blah, blah, blah. But then they basically sell out the characters of Bonnie and Rochelle, who we have started to learn more about, and they have been getting to different degrees. At least we've gotten looks into their lives, and we're sort of understanding where they're coming from and why they want what they want. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, but none of that matters anymore. They're just going to do what Nancy tells them to do, and now they're evil. I was always shocked by that choice, that they didn't have them be on Sarah's side. Or d- or didn't even I mean, address we, the f- like the, the, we don't see that change take place. It just happens. Right. Yeah. yeah there's yeah, no right. real right. build up or arc 
well, are we to believe that Manon and his power is sort of corrupting all of them, or maybe just? But then, why are they still? bitches at the end you know when they when they go up to sarah and they're like hey we don't have powers anymore do you have power like it was just weird because they all came together as friends and then it sort of and and i thought of that too of like oh maybe they're just being manipulated by nancy and mama <laughs> mentally <laughs> right. but but even after that's no longer a thing it's like oh are we supposed to think that these three were just not good people the whole time because i thought that sucks. I think, I yeah. I don't like that. that. There is sort of that implication because, come to think of it, I don't think Mano <laughs> is a bad force. The, yeah, that's how he's supposed to be everything. Yeah, yeah. He's, everything, he's everything. He's the world. And as the witch store lady, I can't remember what her character's name is. I'm pretty sure it's a witch store lady. Yeah, witch store lady. <laughs> she says, like, there's evil and good in nature and in the world, uh, so like it's really the, the witch who chooses is which one to harness. Good or bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So she, well, and also like they they steal from her in the beginning, which I you know I've as a teenager I stole stuff sometimes. Sure, but, like more like from CVS than like from <laughs> a local from a mom and pop shop. Yeah, yeah, from well, like a locally owned. And to her credit, I mean, she doesn't seem super bothered by it. Like, you know, like the, the woman who owns the New Age shop is right. just like, oh, you're stealing again? And she's like, yeah, I don't have any money. I was like, this is a weird dynamic. Why would you let them keep coming in? But yeah, she's so chill. She's in with Manos. <laughs> she's <laughs> just like, whatever. Yeah, this is life. That's a good point, though, about this movie starts out as like a depiction of female friendship. And you're like, oh, cool. I'm glad they all found each other. And even though some of them are, you know, like rough around the edges, they found each other, and that's nice. And then, yeah, right. by the end, they've pretty much all, the three original witches all turn on Sarah. They, they try to kill her, even. Like, yeah, right. and they pretend like her dad and stepmom are dead. Yeah. Oh, my God, that that was the thing that made me laugh. Is like, they're like, oh, man, it was a flight from L.A. to San Francisco. I'm like, that's like a f- an eight-minute flight. <laughs> How can you get that wrong? She should have known they were lying. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Because at the end, you, the, you see your dad and he's like, hey, it's me. I was like, of course, you took a two-minute flight. Well, you're, you're fine. He's Which fine. I love those parental relationships. I love Sarah and her dad. They're so cute together. Like, I love that she doesn't have daddy issues. Yeah, he's like kind of the yeah. only male character that you don't end up absolutely hating. hating. Yeah, and he like, like he fully dad. supports her. Yeah. Like when she when that guy shows up when they first get to the house. Oh, the snake man. Yeah, the snake man. Like he like yeah, freaks out that? on him. Yeah, that was so fucking weird. <laughs> he like freaks out on him, you know, rather than like I don't know victim blaming or something. Right. And I also love Nancy and her mom's relationship. Which I do think also gets spoiled by the second half because it's like they have. I mean, like yeah, they're a mess, but like they're each other's mess. I d- I didn't. I don't know. I didn't like Nancy. It, it's interesting because again, it's like the movie does a lot of work in the front half to develop Nancy's character as like yes, she is jealous of Sarah, which is like not atypical for a teenage girl. And so it's like okay, she's like you know she's tough but like she you know she doesn't seem like a bad person Mm -hmm. and then they give us her backstory which is like she has a brutal home life like her mom and her stepdad I guess are are alcoholics who are screaming at her from the second and her mom is the first one to yell at her Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's like okay she has a really 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 hard home life and then sort of sells that out when they're just like, okay, now she's an all-powerful being and she's a she's an evil bitch. And at the end, she's punished by being in a, in a mental asylum and 
you know, in a kind of needlessly long montage of her, you know, squirming oh, around in a straight too. Jacket. I was like, okay, we get it. Cut. Like, yeah, just like, what did it, were they like, no, we need more. <laughs> like, but e- either way, I was just like, man, like it, I don't, I don't get why this movie went the way it did because it just sacrificed all the really good character development they were doing to just turn girls yeah. against each other for the sake of it. It felt like, I don't know. It f- I mean, I have conflicting feelings about it the same way I do for, like, Heathers and Mean Girls, where it's, like, a depiction of female friendship, which is, like, always, to me, kind of just defaults is, like, oh, cool, I'm glad that there's a movie about this. Right. (laughs) And then they're often shown as, like, at least some of them are, like, really awful to each other to the point where they're killing each other or trying to kill each other or just, like, bullying each other. So there's that that I'm like, okay, well, uh, yeah, like you said, toward the second half and toward the end, the three original girls. Two of the characters are basically, they're just like, well, whatever. Like, they just totally blow them off. I don't know. Rochelle and Bonnie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, They're just like, well, everything. Hope you enjoyed the first half of them because now (laughs) they're just going to be around. It's also so interesting. Like, their hair all just gets so much better (laughs) throughout. As they grow more powerful. And I also love that, oh, I can't even remember why she said this, but my favorite line in the whole movie was when Rochelle is like, and I told her, you're white, honey. Just deal with it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're like, what did Nancy wish for? She's like, I don't know. She wished to not be white trash any- or yes, anymore or something. Yes, I was that's like, oh, was. that's great. Yeah, yeah. I was like, and I told her, you're no, white. Right. You can't <laughs> just deal with it. <laughs> but, I mean, Nancy, I, I guess I didn't really, like, the takeaway I got from Nancy and her mom, because even after we see the stepfather have a witch-induced heart attack and he dies and then they get money. That's all like, great, great, great. Love to see a villainous male die in I front of me. I love that scene in the trailer too when they're talking with the, the guy that's like yeah. the, the lawyer oh, with the yeah. will. Like all the different, like the art department must have had so much fun creating that scene because there's like different wallpaper on each wall of the trailer and like the two <laughs> oh, girls are just like sitting and smoking cigarettes. The mother-daughter yeah, smoking rolls. It's so yeah. good. I love it. And they're like, $175,000? $175,000? Yeah, she looks like she's crying, but then she's laughing. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that was all great. But then I, I feel like where you sort of leave off with Nancy and her mom is they move to this really nice apartment, which you're just like, $175,000? But... It was 1996. Right. Um, so then they move into this amazing apartment in L.A. With a jukebox. With the jukebox that only plays Connie Bradley? Bailey? Something Connie like that? Connie Walk? No. Connie. Connie Walker. My favorite. Connie uh, Francis. Brand of Connie Francis. Connie whiskey. Francis. <laughs> and <Connie Walker>. my <laughs> favorite. <laughs> That's a uh, feminist. Connie Walker. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but then with the, I, I'm pretty sure the last time we see Nancy's mom, you can tell she closes the door in her face. Right, because her mom is still kind of a disaster alcoholic who's not thinking about her daughter. Right. And so it's like, well, you know, that's not what's going to make Nancy happy, even though that improves her situation by not having a piece of shit step- stepdad anymore and having a better living situation. Her mom's still an alcoholic and doesn't know how to take care of her kid. Right. And that is like kind of devastating and and. and sad and hard to see mm-hmm. um, and also just made me feel worse when they turned Nancy into a total evil demon because yeah. I was just like she you like I feel like if you're gonna do that to a character if you're going to if you know at the beginning you're gonna take this character and turn them completely irredeemably evil 
then don't give them a very sympathetic backstory that like possibly a girl seeing that movie could, could relate also with. Have, right. Yeah. You know, because so many, I mean, you know, it's not uncommon to have an alcoholic parent. It's so true. Mm-hmm. And so it's just weird to see that. There's also being... a moment where like her stepdad, she's like wearing a robe and he's like, you could almost see through it. And he like kind of yanks on her robe and it's Ugh, like gross. weirly sexual oh, yeah. and like horny mess. Yeah. <sighs> bad. Another thing that I struggled with in this movie is that a lot of the spells that they, because each of the four girls has sort of like their own character arc, their thing that they're trying to achieve. And at least two of them are like either very superficial or selfish, where Bonnie is trying to remove the scars so that she can be beautiful on the outside as well as inside. I know, and I hate that. And then as soon as that happens, she turns like shit on the inside. She's like... "Uh." But also when they were just... Like when Sarah was giving her a hard time in the car. I don't know. And and I say this as a teenager that wore a back brace. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Like when when Sarah turned to Bonnie and was like, ever since you started looking like a normal girl, you've become a real bitch. Or like that was Mm. summarized. And I was like, you know what? Give Bonnie like a couple months to be a little bitch and be like, I'm cute now. I was like, man, because getting out of a physical prison is exciting and give give her a couple months I don't know I was like yeah. let her dress sexy and walk around yeah like let her I have just, that sure. so she'll I get over think, it like, like for like, a narrative of a movie it, it was a little bit of a bummer to like see Bonnie like so like her hair like so greasy and like in her face and just like completely covered up because of this scar you know and then yeah. like the minute it's off she's like sexy enough Campbell all of a sudden you she know, starts like, out very Ally Sheedy in the breakfast club yes totally. yeah <laughs> she yes. does totally yeah. well that but that, I think almost like covering her face with her hair to be like oh please don't know this it's Neff Campbell and she's very hot <laughs> like, right right, 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 <laughs> right, right, like, right, right. she's hot at the beginning of the movie too but right. it's that crazy Hollywood thing where they're just like we're just gonna gaslight you into thinking she's not hot because we'll she looks kind of dirty a little bit she's gonna have a middle part and <laughs> you're gonna be fooled <laughs> <laughs> well between that her like her wanting to remove her scars and Sarah, who's the main character that we're most supposed to identify with and root for, right. her thing is that she wants this boy to like her even after he spread these like vicious rumors about her. And right. so I want to go through that arc really quick. Okay. Skeet's character arc. Skeet, 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 a Skeet new, motherfucker. A new, Skeet, goddamn. A new segment on every episode of the Bechdel cast, Skeet's character arc. So, <laughs> okay, so the first thing you see is like him talking to Sarah and he's like oh those girls over there the bitches of Eastwick and he like slut shames Nancy and like we're like oh I don't literally know literally it's just like she's a slut yeah so he's like shit talking them and then they go on a date he and Sarah they're like flirting he's like oh your head is good good for kissing can I he asks. Yeah, he, he does. Permission. He does. I know. I know. I know that too. <laughs> I know. And then, and I was like, feminist icon Skeet asks permission to kiss. Uh-huh. That never uh-huh. happens. Uh-huh. Skeet Ulrich. <laughs> <laughs> he. I was like, wow. This never. We never yes. see that in a movie. I said. I literally said out loud last night. I was like, God damn it. That's so sexy. And then he fucks it all up. Right. Which is weird because he. Uh, well, I mean, she, and she says no, and he's like, oh, and then she's like, are you mad? And he says. No. And then you're like, and then the scene cuts to the next day. You're like, well, well they do kiss. They do. Well, yeah, they, they do, do kiss. kiss. But, yeah. but she but consents the, because, to that. And, but yeah. then it, validi- it totally adds validity to a story because his friends see them making out. And then they're oh, leaving. Right, right, So right. that's like key that like they do kiss because then everybody's like, well, we saw them making out. 
right. So but they don't see what happens him. afterwards. Right. right. Well, because then he asks her to go home with right. him, and right. she says no. And he's seen. He's like saying he's okay with it, but the the subtext of his tone and stuff like that is he's annoyed and pissed off that he yeah. won't right. go home, that right. she won't go home with him. So then he spreads the rumor that they slept together, and then she calls him out on it. She's like, "You're a lying sack of shit." Fuck Hell you. Yeah. And he's like really rude to her. And then she's like, oh, I better cast a spell to make him like me, even he though he has s- proved himself as a piece of shit. He also says like out like he like yells so that everyone hears. He's like, I don't want to date you at- again or yeah. whatever. Like just to add <laughs> right. even more validity to a shitty, shitty story. And his stupid pants. <laughs> there is <laughs> terrible pants yeah. in this movie. Escape. <laughs> It's Who is 90s. in charge of Skeet's pants? <laughs> oh, by the way, <laughs> this bad. movie, I just want to say this, this movie completely was passing the Bechdel test until minute 13, which I oh, think wow. is really good. Oh, and I, that, that never, never happens. Yeah. And at minute it only 13, has to happen one time. And at minute 13, they talk about how much they don't like the guys. That's like well, the first way that it... That was another part I liked about the front half of this movie is that at the beginning when, I mean, granted, do Nancy, Bonnie, and Rochelle... Basically, bully Sarah into being their friend. Yes, is that <laughs> cl- clicky and problematic? Yes, but yeah, they're the, just like come with us. They're like you're our friend now. You're coming uh, with us, which kind of happens in a more fun way in Mean Girls. But mm-hmm. but it's I mean that's high school I guess. But you know worth saying. But they sort of look out for each other a little bit. Where Nancy, very in no uncertain terms, says, "Look out for Skeet. He's a predator. He'll hit on anyone with tits." Trust me, he spreads disease. I know know from experience. Right, right. Except Bonnie, because she still has a middle part for like twenty more minutes, and then she'll start fucking (laughs) anyone she wants. But and and then when that happens, and Sarah finds out the hard way that Skeet's an asshole, Nancy sort of gloats a little bit, but ultimately doesn't shame her for it. Doesn't doubt her story, and is like, "What did I tell you?" Yeah, and that is sort of what convinces Sarah okay, I'll be friends with these girls because they warned me and I wanted to learn anyways, which seems like a very teenage girl move. And then, you know, now I have a reason to trust them. Right. And so that was, I was like, that's a, you know, pretty solid friendship bonding moment. Mm -hmm. And I liked that. And it was like one of my favorite parts of them coming together. Light as a feather, stiff as a board scene. Amazing. So good. Yeah, I'm obsessed with that scene. Because it's it's like, it's the best. And And they're sort of doing like the, like mid to late 90s, Almost pre matrixy kind of technology where uh-huh. you see the 360 shot of right. Rochelle uh-huh. floating a foot off uh-huh. here. It's like, like, we just uh-huh. want to prove that, you know, there's not some weird thing. That she's, she's laying like, on a green block, but I like, <laughs> it looks so real. It's exciting. It's, man, yeah, that was cool. Um, I loved that scene. Yeah. So then where Skeet's arc lands is that he gets this spell cast on him. He falls in love with her and starts stalking her. Then this tries like- to rape. Sarah. And well, but that, but by then it's the second half of the movie right. where, where it seems like all the harmless slash very little harm done they do in the first half that's fun to watch suddenly comes back on them threefold in the second half and I feel like right. punishes female characters unnecessarily. Everything post the invoking and summoning of the Manon. Yeah, that's when things take a turn. So then he tries to rape her. She runs away. And then Nancy's like, we're going to get revenge on this guy. Right. So she goes and, and like, puts a lot of unwanted sexual contact on him. (laughs) And then 
turns into turns Sarah, into Sarah and has sex with him, and that could, could probably be considered rape. Like, did they have sex? Sex though? I mean, it seemed like it okay. seemed like, like they were it. starting to right. And that, but that's another like selling out of a character that just didn't like that didn't make sense to me other than once Nancy had momentous power, like <laughs> she just wanted to use it to cause chaos to hurt anybody. Like, yeah. and, and well, I mean, I don't know. Cause at first when she said, I'm going to go get revenge on him, I was like, all right, this seems like something this character would do. Cause she's pissed off and wants to take care of it probably in a chaotic way. Right. But then ends up having totally selfish, Right motives. That's like I, I don't. I don't really believe that. That I don't scene know. ends with him getting magicked to death out of a window, like pushed by magic out of a window. Wait, but does Although, he die? Though? I think he dies. He does. He, he did does. die. Okay. I was one. I was, couldn't remember. Or like I couldn't. And it's just like start he, there. Like, just super. Just kill him. He gets right. I mean, honestly, the, his death scene didn't. The 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 sex scene that precedes it is very problematic and confusing and just mm. like. Ooh, what are the ethics of this? Well, right. But his death scene, I I really liked. That's the problem is that she like quite literally asked for it. You know what I'm saying? Like our big issue with talking about rape culture is well, she was asking for it. Like she quite literally by asked casting for the him. spell. Yeah, she like literally asked for him to fall head over heels in love with her, not to rape her, obviously. Sure. No, no. But I mean, I'm saying, and like, that's uh, like, that's why it's. A so problematic. And that spell was so fun at first, too, where right. it was just like, he was just like, I want to carry your books. Why can't I stop thinking about you? I'm stupid. I'm yeah. stupid. I'm stupid. And it's like, great. This checks out. He's stupid. And uh, then it all backfires. Yeah. And then the whole threefold thing comes in and just every repercussion of the threefold thing, I just just didn't work for me at all. Like, there's no world in which because Sarah cast a goofy spell in an already misguided attempt to make an asshole like her, mm-hmm. there's no way that she deserved that comeuppance of no. being assaulted. Assault, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. And Rochelle's arc of at the end when... You know, she's doing a bad thing and she's kind of mindlessly following Nancy for reasons that I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. She and Bonnie look in the mirror and Bonnie has scars Completely on her face covered. again. Right, right. And then, and then Rochelle's somehow going bald because she retaliated against a racist, which is like, no, she, that was allowed. Right. That was yeah. allowed. Right. <laughs> I just, I don't like know. every racist should go bald. Right, like, and then I mean, every racist no, should fly out of a wind, get thrown out of a window. Man, I really did like Skeet's death scene. It where was, it was so Nancy good, was but like, I felt ah! like the- what, what did she say? She said, "You're sorry," and then she's <laughs> right. like shaking, and then he just like you know explodes. But I agree Whatever. with Caitlin that it like totally negates the validity of it all by then raping him before doing that. It's such a bummer. <sighs> that his whole arc plays out in an insane way, especially because it starts out with him. Asking for consent to kiss her. Yeah. Like, don't. Right. Like, don't. And that's before he's under a spell. Yeah. Yeah. So it's such a bummer. If you're going to set up that type of behavior, then don't make that character actually end up being a gross. Because that's like behavior that that we should be celebrating. Asking for consent. That happens to so many characters in this movie. Especially because. Set up like a, a troubled but possibly not irredeemable character mm-hmm. and then at the end they're just totally like nope Ugh. and I remember like re-watching this movie when I was becoming more feminism aware you know and thinking to myself like I kept hoping because I think I like kind of forgot plot points and I kept hoping that she would like be 
wanting him to fall so head over heels in love with her to like then teach him a proper lesson, like a good lesson. Right. But then it just really was because she just wanted him to like her. And I was like, <laughs> damn it. And is- almost immediately once he starts to like her, she's over it. Yeah. She's yeah. just like, oh, well. Well, it goes back what? to my what? point of like two of the like desires of the girls are like, I want to be hotter and I want a boy to like me. And it's like, you. I guess you could argue that sure, that's what... They're, they're teenage teenagers. Girls, That's what teenage right, girls... Right. But... I would counter argue that we're socialized to think that that's all teenage girls are capable of or should care about or do care about. Which to be is, fair, one of them bullshit. wishes that racism would no longer exist. Yeah. <laughs> and that's good. Really, like, Rochelle kills it in the wish department. She Everyone really else does. kind of phones She it also, in. like, kind of feels bad about it, too, which is sad. Like, I, she should just be like, yeah, fuck you, you're bald, deal with it, you know? But I think that that's interesting, too, which, again, is why it's such a bummer in the end when she's just, like, a crazy bitch, too. Yeah. I mean, and and really, like, yeah, selling out a developed female character to be a crazy yeah. bitch is just such a it's cheap sucks. move. Also, a small character note for Sarah. Um, she's sort of Disney princessed a little bit by No Mom. She, mm, she has mm-hmm, no mom, mm-hmm. and there's sort of this, uh, the specter of her mom is sort of mm. uh, being, you know, held over her head the whole that. time. I totally yeah. thought about that, but yeah. only because of you, because of what you bring up always on Bechtelcast. I was like, oh, yeah. We're changing is- lives. <laughs> We're heroes. <laughs> we did it. We're heroes. <laughs> we did it. Yeah. Um, but uh, but uh, that occurred. And then, I, I don't know. I mean, I wasn't dissatisfied with how that was brought back at the end with uh, the, the name of the... The witch uh, at the witch store is Lirio, which is a Spanish word for lily. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the end, when Sarah almost sort of seeks out Lirio as like a maternal figure of like, here's a woman who knows something I don't and I need help and I'm scared. Mom Mm -hmm. goes goes to Lirio and Lirio is, you know, adds in. And and she really is kind of like the witch ex machina at the correct (laughs) moment in the movie where, oh, she has all the information and turns out Sarah will be fine no matter what. And, you know, and then we get to see that weird climactic scene. But she says like whatever. She's like, and your mother was a witch. Did you know that? And Sarah's like, no. And she said, well, she was. (laughs) You're like, well, that's great. How does she know? I, she's the witch ex machina. She's a witch. She's, she, she knows everything. She knows it all. Yeah, that was yeah. that was a weird. What did she do that was helpful in that scene? Genuine question. Well, because doesn't it just end yeah. with like the shop blowing up and then that's it? But then it doesn't like really, it, well, it doesn't like really, it gets glamour energy to burst. throw up because because it, it looks like it's exploding and uh, but that's just Sarah's like right? it's it's Nancy. So she runs away because she's still being tormented by Nancy. Yeah, I mean, that character, the witch store lady, doesn't really do anything except maybe give her the confidence later on to realize, hey, I can invoke Manon too. Ah. It it was nice to see a maternal moment for Sarah. Maybe Mm -hmm. that was like supposed Mm -hmm. to just be like, oh, Mm -hmm. and then she gives her strength or something. Oh, I did like that Sarah repeatedly tries to not kill Nancy, which after a certain amount of misdeeds, would have been legit. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think a lot of movies would have just made that easier move, but is repeatedly trying to make counter spells to be like, I don't want Nancy to hurt anyone else, and I don't want her to hurt herself. Yeah. So you're just like, well, that's uh, good looking out. And also, I don't know if I would have had that sort of restraint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd be like, get rid of her! Why is she so mean now? But 
she does Which is that. why it makes no sense to me that, like, if that's her character, she wants goodwill toward everyone and, like, she's looking out for people. Why then does she choose to make this boy like her as her, like, main Slave. story yeah. arc thing? Oh, like, I mean, it just, I think maybe she learned from that and maybe. learned. Even that choice, though, like, yeah, it's, why, mm. <laughs> if he had wronged her, why didn't she cast a spell to make his dick tiny fall off or stop working or something yeah like or just a counter spell yeah something yeah something but yeah it was just a weird choice that if this had been written and directed by women i feel like a lot of those choices would have happened (laughs) i was also very sad when all the sharks washed up on the oh yeah what a weird scene i forgot about that where that was like you're making me feel bad for sharks i don't like that poor <laughs> hammerhead. I d- there's just a million of them, and she's like, they're, they're gifts. gifts. They're like, what? <laughs> fucked up, Nancy. That's that, fucked up. That's pretty much exactly where the movie lost me. Because yes. from that scene on, it's just like, well, hope you enjoyed the first it part. It makes <laughs> no sense, like when they because they do the seance right, and like all the glass things explode, and all the animals go out, and whatever, right. and then. Nev Campbell is like sitting on the rock watching Rochelle's characters taking a beautiful nap and then Nancy is walking across the water and it's like what happened? <laughs> yeah. Like I don't who know. How what did we arrive happened? Here? <laughs> oh, here's another because <laughs> there's not a lot of male characters in this movie which mm, amazing. Um, <laughs> most of them end up dead by the end. Most yeah, of them end up dead. Yeah. And the, the remaining ones, the I've one character, I don't know why I was like harping on this in my head. I'm like, man, it's crazy that that character wasn't a pervert. The gym teacher, the swim coach. Oh, yeah. Except that? for there is the moment where like he definitely like when Laura Lily or what is her name? L- Laura, Laura Lizzie. Lizzie. Laura Lizzie. Laura which Lizzie. is like yeah. the craziest which is the popular dumbest. girl yeah, name Laura ever. Lizzie, yeah. When she like, you know, when she takes off her cap and her hair is falling out and then he like, it's literally like he's like, oh, she's not hot anymore so I won't pay attention to her. Let me look over here. And then he sees her do like the perfect dive and it's it's like, oh, Ooh. now he pays attention to the girl, the only girl of color in the whole fucking film. Uh, I guess I didn't see it that way because he scolded Laura once before where Laura he was did. making fun yeah. of Rochelle and he was like, like knock it off. It. But I don't think he did enough, in my opinion. Well, well he's also a character who's on screen for like 11 seconds in the whole right. movie. I, they, I was I was lightly impressed by him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, between um, Nancy's gross stepdad, who has a heart attack and dies, Skeet, who dies, and <laughs> the snake man at the beginning gets who run dies? over by a car. Yeah, it's like uh-huh. half the men. Because the, the only other male characters with speaking roles in the movie are... Chris's friends. Who is uh, that tiny friend? Bre- Brecken Meyer. He's in- okay. I was like, I know who that guy is. Who's that tiny guy? <laughs> He's in Clueless. He yeah. plays uh, Brittany stoner. Murphy's love L- interest. Little Prince yes. Farquaad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> little Prince Farquaad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I, I don't even know the other dude. One of them is Mitt, and one of them is Trey. I think I don't even know which one's which. They are. Which is great. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's like, I don't know what these characters are. They're all the same. They all represent the same. Oh, he's in Clueless, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, He he plays uh, Brittany Murphy's love interest in Clueless. Oh, in Clueless. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I would argue that of the both male and female characters in this movie, of the women who aren't portrayed all that well, neither are any of the men. Like, all the men, except for, like, Sarah's dad, who hardly has screen time and we don't kind of awesome. Know. Yeah. He is. He's such <laughs> he's a good so dad. Nice. And then when she, there's like a scene where she's like laying a boundary. She's like, don't touch me. Go away. And he's like, okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> he, I was like, oh, man, that definitely happened and with when, me and my dad at some point. He'd just be like, fuck off. Yeah. And he was like, well, teenage girls are confusing. <laughs> and then <laughs> when like, he's like, drop it. Because, you know, clearly we established that they look at her wrist and they're like, oh, you cut it the right way. So we clearly established that, like, probably part of why they left San Francisco is because she tried to commit suicide. suicide attempt. Yeah. Mm. Right. And then when he's dropping her off at school, he's like, you know, you don't have to go right away. Like, we can, you know, we right. can settle in. You can take some time off. And that's another positive part of their friendship, I thought, yeah. was that she's not shamed or pushed to mm-hmm. be asked questions about that. Where yeah, Nancy's just like, punk rock. Right. And then yeah. like, OK, we accept you. You're our friend. Yeah. And I was like, man, cool. OK, cool. But uh, I don't know, uh, man, another fun moment in the half of the movie that I liked. Yeah. <laughs> Does anyone have any final thoughts about the movie? Just that this uh, was uh, written and, and directed by white guys. Yeah. Obviously. In case yeah, you I couldn't mean, have assumed that uh, mm-hmm. off the fact that it's a movie that was released. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's just exciting that it. they don't really talk about boys that they like, really. True. There like, are none not, to like. Yeah. And so movie. I think that that's an exciting part of it. But yeah, I think it's just a bummer that it. No. But they're redoing it, right? Aren't they? Oh, I, are I they? heard that, that they're, that they're thinking about redoing it. Let's see. Which I'm like, let's cast Susie Dunn as Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> and let's have it be written by a woman and directed by a woman. Oh, yeah. The Craft Reboot is right? actually a sequel. Oh, it's a sequel. Oh, oh. That's well. That's cool. Or just stop rebooting things and write another it's movie true. about uh, witchy teenagers. Yeah, it's true. That'd be tight. Sure. Speaking of characters talking to each other about things, this movie definitely does pass the Bechdel test. Yeah, Woo! it basically passes immediately. I mean, they're not talking to each other, but they're like doing a seance, and it's three girls. Oh, with their like chanting. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it, I mean, this in terms of passing the test a million times it passes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's it's not almost a like the opposite of the test. Like the boys are the characters that are like obsessed with the girls and are like only ever talking about girls. And men rarely talk to each other. There's mm-hmm, like only mm-hmm. a few scenes where there's like two men talking to and each other about anything. About Usually, yeah, yeah, about like the girl, girls. how they super love a girl or how they super think she fucking sucks. And <laughs> it's a slut and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But they're all punished, so that's important. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, most of the time they're talking about spells, yeah, and mm-hmm. magic and and like all the what stuff. they want, they're or like to... what their inner conflicts with each other are. Like, right. yeah, this movie very much goes along with the theme of the more a movie passes the Bechdel test, the more it tends to be financially successful. Budget of this movie fifteen million, box office fifty six million. All there right, you go. so there you go. Maybe write a female character, even if you f- kind of fuck up the second half. Still, write write female characters. You did mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Let's rate the movie on our nipple scale. Yay. Ooh, ooh. Um, zero to five nipples based on its portrayal of women. Ooh. This is, it's, this is a tricky one. This is tricky. This is because hard, yeah. it's doing a lot of things right. It's a female-centered movie about female friendships. At least they're friends for the first part of it until that all goes to shit. But... It, well, it is very upsetting to me that the male character who asks permission to kiss a girl, because at least half of the movies we talk about, there's a surprise kiss. 
and it's an, supposed an to be romantic. Yeah, and it's like, ooh, or like, yeah, she's she supposed to like lift over her foot it. up. Oh my and, god! Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, he's gonna be because I couldn't remember much about this movie. So mm-hmm. when I was rewatching it, I was like, wow, he's asking, is he a good guy? Are we supposed to like him? I like him right now. And then yeah. every story beat after that is like, oh it's no, he's a nightmare person. Right. So yeah, there's the the female friendships, and for the most part, at the beginning, they're uplifting each other and they're supporting each other and. The movie isn't specifically, it's not about, the goal isn't they're trying to win over a man's love or anything like that. They're basically just trying to get better at witchcraft. And the, women in magic. Women in magic, although it is like, okay, W-I-M. Manon is a man. They keep using the he pronoun. So it's like, all right, why couldn't it be like a goddess? Especially because they're, they're basically describing mother nature. I'm like, why right. is he why a guy all of a sudden? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Especially when they have Sarah then say Mother Earth. Like, why wouldn't right. they? Like, if they're putting that pinnacle thing and have her say that last, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it had a lot of potential, but the movie, especially by the end, whenever all the girls have basically turned on each other and it's not, you know, this feminist masterpiece that we're all hoping for anymore, I'm going to give it, I guess, like two and a half nipples okay. i almost said stars <gasps> come but, on but been stars, doing it a year i know but stars are five pointed things which is like uh-huh. a very witchy thing uh-huh. Mm. Uh-huh. the pentagram is that what it's called i think so yes queen. let me consult my crystals and <laughs> oh my gosh i brought my crystals <laughs> still they're, they're in my pocket ah, ah! in my backpack well um, gonna, wait, I have to see them after. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Oh, wait, yeah, you yeah. have it in your pocket I right now? Oh, my, my God, wait, right now. let me I'll, see. I'll yeah, them. ASMR, rattle them. Oh, my God. There's so many. Wait, There's where did so you guys many. go to get these? House, House of, of Intuition, Echo yeah. Park. Yeah, we're, I work right by the one that's over here. Oh, fun. Yeah. Uh, so I, I am going to give it, I'll, I'll give it three. Oh, maybe I'd give it two and a half. It, it's a bummer because all the characters have so much agency there. With the exception of I wish we had seen Rochelle's home life, I think it's really bizarre that the only person of color yeah. in the whole movie doesn't have a home life. Mm-hmm. So dumb. But, I mean, even excluding that, we're given a background for all these female characters and then they turn out to be crazy. They turn out to be blah, blah, blah. Like, there's just... The second half of this movie was a big disappointment. But in the first half of the movie, we see so much more of a fully developed female character than we would see in almost any other movie. Mm-hmm. So it's hard. Nancy is kind of one of the bigger bummers for me because it's just like she's the child of an alcoholic and then ends up in a mental asylum. Like, that is yeah. not a good message. Yeah, it's um, such a bummer. It's bad. We don't find out what happens to her mom or whatever. Yeah, it, it was... I, I really enjoyed the first half of this movie. If you happen to fall asleep in the middle, don't rewind it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you probably saw the fun part. Uh, I'll give it two and a half nipples. Uh, I'll give one to Rochelle. I'll give one to Nancy. And then I'll give half a nippy to the gym teacher who didn't bother me. Mm. Oh, yeah, I didn't give my nipples away. Um, there aren't any cats in this movie, so I don't know. Which is weird. Them right? That is think weird that there's be, no cats. There's a million. Give it to those worms and scorpions. Do scorpions have nipples? Spiders. Spiders have eight legs. This has been Spider Facts with Caitlin. <laughs> Just like how cats have eight nipples. Exactly. There yeah. we go. <laughs> I, I wish this movie was about four witches who, like, people wronged them in like that they were racist toward them or that they were like assaulting them and they're like I'm gonna get revenge and then they get revenge and then 
the world's a better place. That's what this movie should be about. I don't know why. I'll write it. I'll write that movie. Anyway, would you like to write the movie? Yeah, I mean, I think you guys are spot on with two and a half. Like, I think that there are so many things that it it did well and then it like all of a sudden just like flipped and did it bad like and then you know again like this stuff with Rochelle like yeah I think that it was really strong and cool to show that black girls do deal with white girls being racist to them in high Mm -hmm. school but then they don't show her home life (laughs) they like only make her like the 2D character of the four other girls that they kind of make 3D characters yeah I feel like she has the fewest lines of all of them and stuff I think so and they don't have anybody else of color to like back her up and then they like give the girl a family too right give her more than a front door exactly yeah (laughs) so yeah I think two and a half nipples is a good rating who gets your nips oh man okay well yeah definitely I think Rochelle gets one of them for sure I think the like store owner definitely gets one. Which ex machina? Yeah, which ex machina? <laughs> yeah. And then also, I think that uh, probably Sarah's stepmom could get the half nipple. Because, I mean, she's not really in the movie, but she like clearly is very supportive of them. And like yeah. she uprooted her life because of what happened with Sarah. And mm-hmm. she gets on she, that eight minute flight. I feel like it's like a good, healthy family relationship. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though we I mean, there's really a lot of speculating her. there. Yeah, yeah I, we, am. I mean, yeah. it's but you know but that's what you have like to do it. with right. most movies to fill in the blanks. Oh, I yeah. wonder what this female character must be like. Well, I'll yeah. just a positive depiction st- of a stepmom. <laughs> but is I pretty feel like yeah, yeah, because I feel like there's so many like times in real life and in in movies and stories where like yeah, the stepmom is like horrible and like wouldn't even let the dad like have that relationship. with Yeah, his that subverts the Disney trope a little bit. So yeah, it's nice. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, Susie, thanks so much for being here. Oh my yes, gosh, thank you, you guys. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Where can people follow you online? Uh, well, you guys can check out Act Like a Girl, as we said before. All the handles for socials for that are at Act Like a Girl TV. And then my personal handle is underscore boss witch. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, you can follow the Bechtel cast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, our website. Subscribe on iTunes, rate it, review it, Spotify, sure, go for it. We're not stopping here. Stitcher. Dot com, I think, or maybe it's an app. I I think it's an app. (laughs) Okay. Probably has a website still, though. Probably, if you type I in Stitcher.com, it probably won't be porn. It'll <laughs> <laughs> probably be a website where you can maybe find our podcast. <laughs> and also, Earth, Fire, Wind, and Water. Which one are you? I'm Fire. Aristotle is Earth. <laughs> Susie, you're Water. And Jamie, you're... I'm Meneth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm God. <laughs> All right, bye. 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 Thanks. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, Peanut Butter M&M's. Because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of Peanut Butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Career Builder is made for people who have that thing. You know, those superpowers that make you good at your job, the skills you bring to work. And Career Builder knows those skills make you right for other jobs too. Higher paying jobs with benefits, jobs you never thought of trying. Are you a people person? Work from home as a customer service rep. Are you organized and like driving? Become a delivery driver. You have the skills it takes, and CareerBuilder.com has the jobs to get you hired fast. Visit CareerBuilder.com.